Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers on the broadcast today. Clay Mitchell joins us. He's a Story County Commissioner here for the whole show on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Big R in Sparks is located on Bering Boulevard next to Smith's and across from Reed High School. It's a 50,000 square foot hardware store and a whole lot more. It's huge with clothing, power equipment, tools, and of course, Hardware. Big R is located on Bering Boulevard and Sparks, next to Smith's and opposite Reed High School. Big R. Hardware and a whole lot more. Love and luck are in the air at Carson Valley Inn. Thousand dollar winners guaranteed every drawing night. Up to $7,500 every Saturday. And $15,000 in grand prize giveaways Friday, March 31st. It's the Love and Luck giveaways at the Carson Valley Inn. The Do It Right guys at Nevada Heating have one mission. Your furnace breaks down today, we fix it today. Why freeze for days while your furnace is down when Nevada Heating can get the job done today and you can get warm again? For nearly 50 years, locally owned Nevada Heating has been getting the job done right. Call today at 323-5585 and we'll fix it today. That's 323-5585 or online at nevadaheating.com. It's the 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of 50,000 in cash. The 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways plus 50,000 in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February 25th, your good times are at Tamarack Casino. Nevada Newsmakers Studio is located at the headquarters of the Nevada Trucking Association. Motion and purpose are a truck's greatest virtue. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're pleased to welcome to the program Clay Mitchell. He is a Story County Commissioner from District 1. Welcome to the program, sir. Thank you very much, Sam. So what's it like when a county commissioner in Story County hears that within the space of a week or so, there's going to be... A, a, potentially a five and a half billion dollar investment in the county beyond all that's happened before. Uh, it, it's really something to be quite honest. Um, we, as many of the other local officials, we didn't find out till kind of the last minute and, and as, as an elected official, I'll say that, the sta staff had, had a, little more, a little more notice. Um, we're certainly excited about partnership with Tesla and the other companies that are involved out there. Um, and, and we're looking forward to that. It certainly brings challenges as well. And, and that's the, the first thought that crossed my mind was, what do we need to do to get ready for this? Um, so let's start with that. Sure. So um, there are several things in play. One of them is we're coming up on the end of some abatements that were given out for the first section of the Gigafactory. And uh, that that's the end of 2024. And you've talked about that some on the show. And, um, and we're trying to figure out what do we do with that? How, how do we deal with kind of the new reality? And, uh, and, and then we're still a little bit behind the eight ball on dealing with some of the impacts and things that have come from the rapid growth. And so when you add a substantial amount of new growth into the picture, um, for example, one of the first things is we run a very small staff. We have about five people in our, in our building department. And so when which you is, by the way, which is unbelievable, <laughs> it, it shows 
how amazing those people are. And it, it's been that way for years. They really are. And, and I've, I'm fairly new on the scene. I've, I've been a commissioner for two years. Um, I, I get to take credit for and say and say use the royal we, but I also get to take responsibility for things that may happen. Um, a small staff like that, um, we don't cut corners. We do everything properly and by the book, but we're very efficient. But a project of this size means we're going to have to look at staffing up. We're going to have to be able to um, be able to handle the volume of work that's going to come our way, and we're ready for it. We've done it. We've got a, a great staff that does a good job. Uh, what other issues are facing you? Well, certainly the, the, it's no news to, to you or anyone in the area that we've got traffic and transportation issues. Um, that's a regional issue. We've, we've got housing issues, both in the county and out of the county. What do we do to absorb a portion of the, the growth that's coming? Um, it's fairly difficult given the topography and layout, the geography of our county. And, and then how do we work with our regional partners to, to deal with that and, uh, and make sure these people have a place to live? And, uh, you know, all, all, all of that is part of the, the ongoing discussion that we have. Okay, and what kind of conversations uh, are you as a commissioner having with the other entities, uh, Washoe County, Reno-Sparks? You know, um, we've had quite a few conversations about what do we do on I-80. Um, that's a choke point. Uh, one of the things that we're doing this legislative session is we're running a bill. It's our, our bill that we get to run. Um, it's, uh, we're asking that that section of I-80 be considered a safety corridor, and we look at some things we can do in the short term that won't cost a lot of money that will allow us to get better circulation but better safety in that really rough section of I-80. Um, that's one of the things we're doing right now. We're also talking about how can we work together on longer term solutions? How do we accelerate the priority of increasing the capacity on I-80 uh, with NDOT? What can we do to access funds, potentially uh, infrastructure funds from the federal government? Are there programs we can work on together? As a rural county, we have access to some programs that the larger counties don't have. Is there a way for us to work together? But we don't necessarily have the staff to take care of um, writing the grants and then maintaining the grants. Maybe there's a way that we can work together. And I've had some of those conversations with our counterparts in Washoe County. Uh, as well as other other uh, jurisdictions in the region. Okay, uh, what is NDOT saying to you about being able to expand uh, that highway? And just for folks in Southern Nevada who are watching, so this is the portion that comes from the Tahoe Reno Industrial Center. It's about 13 miles into the city of Sparks. And, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon, just coming out of TRI alone, it gets pretty crammed up. Absolutely, and, and not just to TRI, because the traffic studies that I've seen show that maybe a quarter to a third of the traffic is getting off there, but really all the way out to Fernley, because that's, that's the, the narrows, if you will, that, uh, that, and a lot of the growth is happening out that way as well. Um, the, the latest update that I saw from NDOT was, was to be determined. Um, there will need to be an environmental report done, environmental assessment done on that section for any sort of expansion. And my understanding is that has not been scheduled yet either. And maybe that's the first thing that we can look at getting, um, getting moving because until that gets done, construction is always several years out. Right. Um, Mayor Lawson of Sparks uh, wants to build that road, I think it's La, La Posada, uh, coming out of TRI into Sparks. Is that going to help? 100%, and we're 100% supportive of that. There certainly are some hurdles. There's a lands bill that needs to get done because a lot of that land crosses federal land or, uh, or tribal land, and so there's some discussions that have to happen there. But as a board, we have supported that project. 
Um, certainly there are conversations about other routes as well. Um, because the biggest issue that I see with I-80 is not really the capacity. It's what happens when there's an accident and it gets jammed up and there's no real workaround other than going down, all the way down around on Highway 50. It's just there, there is no relief valve. And so that's why we're looking at does it make sense to slow traffic down? Does it make sense to, to, to um, get better enforcement out there, to make sure that we don't get jammed up for hours at a time? That's when you really feel the pain of the traffic issues. Okay, so from a safety concern, you'd basically like to see the speed limits dropped in that region then? That's, that's one of the things that we can discuss. Um, I, I don't know how often you drive that section, Sam, but sometimes it feels like the Hunger Games out there where, where the trucks are dodging back and forth and passing each other at 75, 80 miles an hour, and, and us passenger vehicles are trying to find our way through that. And so, um, so certainly that's one thing that we can talk about. We have a community in Lockwood that uses an on-ramp there as their main way to access the rest of the world. It's an extremely short on-ramp. And a lot of our, our residents out there are senior citizens. And so they're trying to get onto the freeway with a fairly short run up. And, uh, and when, you have, when you have trucks and cars that are zooming right there in the slow lane, maybe there's a way to talk about lane usage, better signage, things that will help um, enforcement on tarping loads. I mean, we know how, how the NHP is struggling to, to, to keep their staffing levels up. And so there's not a lot of enforcement out there. And, um, and so all of those should be on the table. The bill that, we're, that we have introduced is asking for a study and recommendations to come from NDOT in, consul in consultation with, uh, with the local jurisdictions. Um, what other routes uh, might be possible? Well, certainly there are no established routes at this point. Um, there has been talk in the past of a, some sort of a path through the middle of Story County. Uh, that may be a bit of a political hot potato, but uh, and I'm not I'm not a committee of one. I, I'm part of a board, but certainly um, I'm open to discuss any ideas that people have to improve the situation. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back more with Clay Mitchell. He's Story County Commissioner. Right after this timeout. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you. But we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. It's the 10 million point break the bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of 50,000 in cash. The 10 million point break the bank giveaways plus 50,000 in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February 25th. Your good times are at Tamarack Casino. Safety is the number one priority for the trucking industry. Over $7 billion a year is spent on technology like this electronic eye. 
that will apply the brakes automatically. But the most important factor for safety is the truck driver. These hardworking men and women who safely move over 70% of our nation's freight and 94% of Nevada's. We thank you because trucks move America forward. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Clay Mitchell. He's a Story County Commissioner uh, for District 1 and um, huge growth expected beyond all that we've seen so far for Story County uh, with $5.5 billion worth of investment uh, coming down the pike if everything works out. And I'm guessing that it probably will. Um, let me ask you this. You know, there's a lot of discussion about, you know, how much money Story County is going to get. Um, when these abatements are lifted from the previous deals that were done, for example, with Tesla, and there are other abatements as well. Um, but let's, you know, I've, I've been working in and around Story County, as you know, for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so it seems to me that there are a lot of issues that need to be addressed within Story County. Um, do you agree with that? And, and, and what are some of those issues? Absolutely, and thank you for asking. So. I, I prefer, there, there have been competing narratives about the benefits that are being derived from the business park. And, and I, I, don't belie I believe that if we're going to have serious conversations to solve the issues that we're facing, we have to deal in reality. And I don't believe that those narratives have always been helpful in that. On, I've heard narratives on one side that we're the richest county in the country and that the money's flowing in and our streets are paved in gold or silver as supposedly they were back in the old days, um, another myth. Um, and on the other side, I hear some, some of our constituents saying we don't get a single benefit at all out of the business park. And I don't think either of those are accurate. Um, the, the reality is, you know, our, our budget, our general fund budget runs about $25 million a year. So we're a small place that's with all? about 5,000 residents. Yeah, that's on the county side. Certainly we have the fire district is, uh, is also something that we oversee, but it's a separate entity. Um, when these abatements expire, and it's not all of them, it's just the property tax portion as well as the MBT, which is not something that comes to the county, that's a state element, um, we're anticipating somewhere in the, in the range of 10 to 15 million additional dollars will come through to the county general fund. And, and that's a net number. There are some things that come out. The, the gross number may be slightly more, but we're not going to see all of that hitting our, hit, hitting our, our balance sheet, so to speak. Um, when we accepted the abatements, and it was not our deal, it was the deal that was struck by the governor and the state, and, and we were happy to participate in that. But when we accepted those abatements, we uh, accepted as well that we would spend about 10 years of, uh, of scarcity and that we would delay the gratification, so to speak, that in the long term, it would be good for the region and good for the county, but we'd have to tighten the belt in the short term. And so we have not received tax revenue from the Gigafactory, and, and it's the only project out there that's been 100% abated, but almost every company out there is abated in some form. And that's okay, that's worked for us. Um, we have, we have uh, infrastructure that we need to pay back the developer for, and that's the unique agreement, the innovative agreement that allowed us to build a business park out there when we didn't have the money to put in the infrastructure to start with. There's a formula for that, and so as the tax revenue starts to flow in, a percentage will go to pay back the infrastructure that's been put in out there. That continues. As more development happens, more infrastructure is deeded over to us, and then we have to pay it back. And so at this time, 
Uh, we have a balance of somewhere in the range of $35 million that we owe back for infrastructure. But Virginia City is a historic town. That's our, our county seat. And, and we have a backlog of maintenance that needs to be done even for some of the basic uh, buildings and structures and facilities that we have in the county. Things like our courthouse where county offices are, are uh, located and we're borrowing space there from the district court. You know, they're allowing us to use that, but, but um, uh, it hasn't been seismically retrofitted. We can't have jury trials there because the facilities are not consistent enough that the judges will allow for a jury trial to happen. So uh, a, a trial would have to happen down in Carson City, which is the other part of the district for the court. Um, and that's just the start. Uh, on our capital improvement plan in the next five years, we've identified about $140 million worth of needs um, that we need to take care of within our county. Okay, so really, basically, you've not had, the, and I'm talking about Story County, has not had the money uh, to rebuild the basic infrastructure, essentially going back to the Comstock load. Absolutely. and I, I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but that's, that's the reality. It, the, yeah, the reality was 20, 25 years ago, uh, I mean, the county couldn't even stand up a budget to, to run as a municipality. And well, so, it didn't it almost go broke? At, at one point, it was going to be taken over uh, by the state and, and split up between uh, Washoe and Lyon County? That's my understanding. There were discussions about that. And, and certainly, it's, it's taken a while to build up our economic base to be able to stand on our own two feet. And so we're not, um, I, 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 don't, I don't look at us as victims. We're not, um, we're not poor. We're able to run essential programs. But there are, there are a lot of really basic things that, that need to be taken care of. Look at the water system in Virginia City. Every weekend, and it invariably happens on a weekend when the town is full of tourists, somewhere the water line blows out. And there's a geyser. And our eight-person public works department has to go fix that. And this sometimes means they're getting out of plow trucks and stopping plowing to go fix the water leak, or they're coming off of the building crew, the, the building and grounds crew. I mean, we're really having to uh, deal with problems that most uh, most modern cities or jurisdictions don't have. Um, that's ironic when you look at the influx of business that's occurred over the last 20 years and the reality of the situation. It's like you made the investment, uh, but but you were waiting for the payoff. The payoff appears to be coming, but there are others that would like to see that share of the money being moved around. And, and yeah, Sam, and I think, I think that's a, there, there's a really concerning uh, element to that discussion because the deal was made and we relied on the assurances to be able to get by in the long term. If the deal changes right before we actually start seeing the revenue from that, uh, that's a really difficult place for a local jurisdiction to be. And I think it's incredibly damaging to the prospects of other, especially rural or small jurisdictions, accepting projects that, that really have a huge economic benefit to the state. Why? would any county or city take on a project if they're promised that they would have the money to do the infrastructure that's needed for that project and then at the ninth hour at the eleventh hour whatever the case may be that money is then rerouted to someone else that would sound like a huge fresh uh, flashing light a flashing red light uh, to for example lyon county which looks to you know get a, a large amount of growth 
in the coming decades. Yeah, Lyon County is certainly near the center of economic gravity for the region. That's where a lot of the future growth, I believe, is going to happen. And certainly that was something that they would, um, they would have to think twice about accepting a deal if the terms of that deal were not, were not set in stone. All right, let's take another break. We'll be back with Clay Mitchell, Story County Commissioner, after this timeout. Take a look at Pro Group Management and see how your workers' comp requirements can be met head on. By taking a proactive approach, Pro Group can assure that your company is meeting or exceeding state and federal standards. As you move forward in your industry, Pro Group moves with you, simplifying regulatory tasks, clearing the way so you can get the job done and look to your future success. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy? Enormous. 8,600 businesses, large and small, employing 145,000 workers. And last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business. RANNV.org. Hi, I'm Renee Summer, our digital news anchor here at 7 at 7. Watch our streaming nonstop newscast immediately with your mobile phone. 7 at 7 is the new way for you to get every bit of local news you need in just seven minutes. Breaking news, local neighborhood news, weather and sports are just a click away. Reporters bring you all of what's happening in the valley from Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, YouTube and more. Get every bit of local news you need from the RJ and LVRJ.com. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real. It's growing. And it needs your help. Go online to CarsonCityGreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. Love and luck are in the air at Carson Valley Inn. Thousand dollar winners guaranteed every drawing night. Up to $7,500 every Saturday and $15,000 in grand prize giveaways Friday, March 31st. It's the Love and Luck Giveaways at the Carson Valley Inn. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Clay Mitchell. He's a Story County Commissioner from District 1. Um, on one hand, you look at Story County and um, the Tesla deal from, you know, a, a decade ago, and the new Tesla deal that's coming, you think, boy, just things are booming and it's going to be fantastic for Story County, but the realities seem to be a little difficult once you start digging. And, uh, you know, one of the issues, um, you've got the Highlands District, you go up Geiger Grade, it's a huge district up there of housing, and yet their water infrastructure is not in place. They're, they're living on wells, they need to be on a, a real municipal system. What's going to be the cost of that down the road? Uh, we have some back and napkin estimates that that's at least a $150 million project. The Highlands is actually the biggest population center in our county and is uh, a, one of the places where we have potential for infill growth that continues on a regular basis. Our building department typically right now are very busy on the residential side as well. They have 30 or 40 active permits at any given time. 
And so it is building out, but there's no aquifer up there. It's lots of seams of water. It's a, geologically, it's somewhat unstable from a water perspective. And so we do have some residents up there whose wells are, are reducing, running dry. Um, it's, uh, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And, and you're not suddenly going to come up with $150 million out of nowhere. No, that's um, not only that, but th there are potential legal issues because the water we get in Virginia City under the Franktown Decree can be used on the Comstock. And so there's a question if any of that water could be used, even excess water beyond what was originally allocated. And there is some extra water in that system. There are discussions ongoing between uh, the different parties in the region about how that water could, could and should be used. Um, we don't know if it could be used in other parts of the county. And so there certainly are, uh, there's, there certainly are challenges for our residents regardless of where they live within the county. Um, one of the issues that, that was surprising to me as I did my research uh, was the condition of things that people take for granted like fire trucks, uh, police cars, school buses. Um, your county, they're not in good shape. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. I, um, but, but there is a certain um, especially with the fire equipment, there is an obsolescence that happens whether you use them or not. And so Tesla acquired for us a Quint truck because they were the only, we needed a 75-foot ladder to get to their roof. They were the only building in, in the county that needed that. And it doesn't get used very often, as you can imagine, but it's coming up on the end of its useful life. And to replace it is a million, a million two. And not only do we need to replace the vehicles and the equipment, but we're in need of building additional firehouses, additional substations for the sheriff. As more and more people are working out in the business park, we need to have good facilities out there so that we can serve that area even more. Um, our, our emergency responders spend quite a bit of time not only in, in the business park, but also automatically responding to incidents on the highway, even though it's not in Story County. That's one of the things that we do as part of the region because they're the closest. It makes sense for them to be the ones that go and respond. But that does put a strain on our resources. And that's where we have to leave it for today. Please come back. I know this is going to be an ongoing discussion throughout this legislative session. And we just want to get the facts so that everybody can lay it out and see what's really going on. Appreciate Clay it. Mitchell, thank you for being here. Thank you, Sam. And we'll be right back. Modern Boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suite. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Snorkel personnel lifts are engineered beyond the industry norm to an uncommon level of safety and durability and with an eye towards sustainability. They're also designed to be simple to operate and maintain. Snorkel, always at the cutting edge of progress. With Nevada's only transplant center and verified burn center, the science is here. With award-winning cardiologist and the state's only dedicated heart failure clinic, the talent is here. With Nevada's most advanced robotic surgery, the technology is here. 
and we're the Silver State's only designated pediatric trauma center, hope is here. All because we are here. UMC. Southwest Specialties has been making the homes and businesses of Nevada beautiful for more than 20 years. Their experienced designers and craftsmen create the walkways, backyards, water features, and a variety of outdoor cooking areas that add curb appeal and value to your investment. Call today or visit them at their website and see how they can make your outdoor spaces special. Southwest Specialties, creative, distinctive, beautiful. As always, you can watch Nevada Newsmakers 24 hours a day at NevadaNewsmakers.com. See you on the next show.